Surprise! Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. I'm Coach Linda here with Coach Stacy, and today we're going to talk about you know uh, player confidence, um, player self reflection, and a lot of things that go into a player's mentality because we all know mentality is such a big thing, especially with volleyball. So, Stace, uh, I'm going to ask you. I mean, I know you coached a bunch of girls before for many many years and I'm sure you've seen you know a lot of athletes kind of struggle with their self-confidence so I'm gonna ask you what does self-confidence like mean to you like kind of think back to when you were a player like what does that mean to you I think the biggest thing for me was knowing that I had the skills and ability to perform because of the preparation Mm -hmm. in in getting ready to to go out and play especially in in game time situations you know um when i would have practices like just making sure like i'm working on the skills um and trying to be almost like game ready like that's that's what i see my self-confidence like trying to build that but also trusting like if the coach is giving me the advice or you know trying to help me be better like why not just be able to trust trust that you know yeah I think like when it comes to self-confidence like it's something that you don't you don't start out with it like like very strong like players don't like if you're especially if you're new to sport you don't just go out there and you're just like super confident like you know everything especially because you're new I feel like beginners they're a little bit shy for a reason because they're like oh I don't know what I'm doing like everyone's watching me and stuff like that but I feel like if you're an athlete that's been training for a very long time like naturally you should build it because you should be getting more comfortable with the sport and like I think when you watch like the best players now it's like when they make an error like they have like obviously emotion but then it's like emotion boom we're back into the we're back into it because again what you kind of said about like um putting in the hours and putting in the time and like trusting the coaching that you received like there's a reason why um you should be confident because you already spent so much time you already know everything you should know up to this point doesn't mean you can't grow so doesn't mean it can be better but again I feel like confidence when I'm like coaching like my girls that have been playing volleyball for a long time like they still kind of um struggle with self-confidence but the one thing I I always reassure them is like why do you not feel confident like why you we've been over this at practice like so I try to put you in every single situation so it doesn't really make sense why you feel like you don't know what to do but Obviously, all athletes are still trying to grow up, but I think, like, what I was talking to you about earlier, how volleyball is such a, oh, you messed up, everyone saw it type of sport, and, like, with basketball, it's like, oh, you missed your shot, but, like, right after you missed your shot, you're, like, back on, like, what, defense? Yeah. Yeah, you're back yeah. on defense. It's like, what just happened? What happened in the last possession? So I think, like, it really is very different for, you know, volleyball players and basketball players, and I'm hoping that's something we could kind of both get perspective on because we both played those sports. I played volleyball, you played basketball, and then you coached basketball, and then I coached volleyball. So I also want to touch on, like, what advice have you given to, like, athletes who have struggled with that? Like, Coach Coach Stacey, I, like, I don't think I could do it, or, like, I – um, I just I'm lacking the confidence to like shoot the ball or yeah like shooting the ball I feel yeah. like that's a big thing in basketball yeah it is I think you know with with my with my experience in basketball I think it's just funny because when you sh- you miss a lot of shots yeah know? and it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of normal to um, to 
I guess at least unless you're like Steph Curry, but even Steph Curry misses his shots. You yeah. Know? But I think the biggest thing is being able to, okay, if I miss this shot, like why did I miss it? Mm-hmm. And then how can I make the adjustment? I, I think that's kind of like with, with all sports. So at least on, on the basketball end, like it's, it's kind of funny because when the kids are younger, like for example, in our tiny stars class, a lot of them were like, we, we have like two different size hoops for them to to shoot at and we try to teach them the form first uh-huh. and once they get like the strength and the right form then we would tell them like oh do you want to sh- shoot on the the bigger basket mm-hmm. and some of them are like okay I want to try but w- once they start missing or if they can't reach it then they get kind of discouraged and like they, yeah they lose that confidence right so then like I would tell them okay let's let's go back to the smaller hoop mm-hmm. and it, it's crazy how much of a confidence booster it is when an athlete's able to be successful at the attempts so mm-hmm. um for example like one of the athletes he he was like trying to shoot trying to shoot couldn't make it came mm-hmm. to the next class he was like just so determined to like okay I'm going to keep on trying and like you could just see the attitude also in them kind of change and and think like okay I could I could do it because I saw myself make at least one shot before mm-hmm. so now it's just a matter of like how can I be more consistent and doing that doing that and I think a big part of that is and it, and it might seem kind of small but it makes a huge difference it's also when your peers like are rooting for you or they're like yeah. celebrating like like yay like you made it or they give you that high five you know mm-hmm. that you just see them like kind of light up and then those are like the little things that build the confidence and then it's it's like now when you see your other friend be successful it's like you return that favor too so mm-hmm. it, it really builds like um the camaraderie with the team and all that but also just the development well how would you say in volleyball is something similar what would be a similar like situation i guess um you know, like, honestly, when uh, it comes about, to, like, oh, did you want to say something? No, I was how about, I know we were talking about it earlier, the serving. You know, serving for kids is, like, usually pretty hard. Yes, yes, yeah. So, like, I've done a lot of, like, um, like kids' camps. Like, I've done probably, like, all of them before. Rising Stars, Libero, Serving, Setting, Hitting. I've done them all. And... Obviously, it's usually the smaller kids that have the issues with the serving because they're so small. But, like, I kind of – this is what I literally say to actually, like, every single athlete. Like, especially now that I'm a coach, I'm older, I'm, like, as big as I'm going to get, I always tell the athletes, like, look look at how big I am. It's Because I never want them to think, like, oh, it's because I'm too small, I can't do it. And that's, like, no, you can do it because, look, maybe you're just, like, two inches away from being as tall as me but that just means you're still gonna grow past me so if this is as big as I could be in this lifetime imagine me when I was your age trying to do what you're trying to do like just imagine how much weaker I was how much smaller I was and like how much doubt I could have had and that's what I always tell them and I feel like when I say that they're like you're right you're actually pretty small <laughs> like I actually see it in them they're like oh god you're right and I feel like because I emphasize that, I really want that to, like, really teach the kids to, like, um, keep driving for it. Because it's not like you don't have the physical ability. It's, like, the only thing I have for you right now is, like, the experience. So every opportunity that they get to 
you know, make their experience better, to add to the player profile they should take. And, you know, it is, especially in, like, the camps, when the kids, like, make a really good dig. Like, I do hear, like, like yes, like, great up, great up, or, like, great effort. Because I know, like, every time we're in a drill, all the athletes are trying to get the same result. Because that's what volleyball is all about. Is like, everyone's trying to dive the ball. Everyone's trying to kill the ball. Everyone's trying to do the same thing and get the same result. But because we're all different bodies, we have to figure out, okay, how do I execute that skill successfully um, my own way? And I think they get so excited because, like, they see someone else doing, they want to do it too. And we're all getting the same training, you know? So it's not like this person has this over me. But maybe it's like, maybe it's size, maybe it's strength. But other than that, it's like, okay, we're all different sizes, we're all different shapes, and we're still able to, or we're also trying to get the same goal. And I think like sometimes player confidence is really challenged when um, when they they get the same training, but they don't execute the same result. It's like, okay, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? And it's like, I think a lot of kids also you know, understand like we're all different, we're all different people. Like you probably shoot better than me, Stacey. And it's gonna take me so, so many tries to get to shoot like you, but I wanna shoot like you, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's all about like, Getting the training, like, okay, Stacey's doing this. Like, okay, obviously she's a little bit stronger than me. I need to do a little bit more of that. I need, I need to, like, jump higher or something like that. I don't know. But, see, it's all about, like, understanding. You have to really understand what you're doing, what what your body is capable of doing, and what needs to be adjusted in order for you to be successful. And I think another thing about uh, self-confidence or, like, player confidence is, like, she's doing that better than me. I don't want to do it anymore. Kind of like what you were saying about, like, kids were getting discouraged because they couldn't shoot on the higher hoop. It's kind of like that with volleyball, I feel like. But it shouldn't really be like that. And, like, I feel like when I'm approached with athletes that I kind of get that vibe from where they're like, oh, I don't want to play volleyball because everyone's better than me. And I've had a couple of campers this this summer kind of, like, just be a little bit more shy, like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to be first. I don't want to demo and stuff like that. But I think that block – that your self-confidence, like, when it's low, that block really keeps you from really improving and getting the opportunity. But if we if we just take a step back and we think about it, it's, like, you really need to get that training to be good so you get that self-confidence. And if, and if it's your fear of, like, not even wanting to try, it's, like, how are we supposed to get to, to Z if you can't even get past A, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, a lot of athletes, especially nowadays, are just so stuck in, like, I'm scared. I don't want to be here. I'm comparing myself to her, but it's like, can we get past that so you could actually go reach your full potential and go get that ball? And I think, you know, with that little kid at Tiny Stars, whether they're four or six, like they're getting that emotion so young. Yeah. And like the quicker they get exposed to like that stuff, because we all feel this, um, what's that word? Discouraged. We all feel discouraged. Like still, like sometimes I still feel discouraged, but the younger I feel like kids are exposed to that, the quicker they get past it, like how we came back and wanted to just like determine to shoot. It's like now every obstacle that athlete has in whatever sport they choose, it's going to feel like, okay, like I'm used to this and I know I can get over it as long as I stay determined. And they're learning at, learning this at four and six. But, you know, when you're like 14, when you're 15 and you're the first time doing a sport, it's like a little bit tough because your brain is already fully developed it's like that's when kids get to like a more let's say like um stubborn age hard-headed age so it's hard to like i know what you're saying and it's probably right but i'm still not gonna do it (laughs) but 
I think there there needs to be a lot more like self reflection about those things, which is also what this podcast is supposed to be about. So like, you know, let's talk about like self confidence in like game situation because I feel like yeah, there's it's one thing being like lacking self-confidence at practice but it's like that's okay because we're practicing to be in that situation to get out of it but what about when it counts so like as a coach Stacey like you probably have a really good feel for whatever team you're coaching what does lack of self-confidence look like to you like how do you know before a player even tells you I think it's the body language that gives it away or like how they react to when a mistake or an error is made yeah and then when say like so for example in basketball if um one of my players like they're open for a shot and then they they take it and then they they miss Mm. and then you just see how they react like dang i should have made that shot or like a layup a layup is a very easy shot in in basketball Mm -hmm. and then when they have that opportunity again in the game they don't take it because Mm. they're, they're already thinking like oh i'm gonna miss you know but then they didn't even try yeah and you know sometimes it'll take like a timeout or something where when I have time to be able to talk to them a little bit and kind of go through like hey like why did you give up that shot and then uh most of the time they're like oh like I didn't like I don't think I didn't think I was going to make it so I didn't want to take it anyways and I was like you know that just means that you're not giving our team the best opportunity to try and score Mm -hmm. right so there's like a lot of like feedback with that and then when when my athletes understand like okay like coach is right or like okay I didn't see it in that perspective then it's that whole like self-reflection thing and then when they realize that they're in that uh, situation again when they go up for that shot it's you could tell like uh, they're a little more confident in the way that they go up like if it's not as hesitant or whatever like then then that's how I know okay they're applying what I've said to them Mm -hmm. yeah I think I've okay I haven't really watched a lot of basketball not gonna lie but I I could definitely see like you know when it comes to like offense and like shooting like you could tell or actually I have watched some basketball like in college and it's like why didn't he take that shot but then you know at the college level you're just thinking like oh it's like a strategy or like that's the plan that's their play I don't even know but I guess when you're younger, it is a little bit easier to tell. Yeah, because I know that you usually work with, like, high schoolers or, like, younger kids. But, like, I was watching, like, men's basketball, so (laughs) it's completely different. But, like, I think in, like, volleyball, you could – I think it's so easy to tell (laughs) when athletes are, like, not confident in what they're doing. And, like, I – like, I was like that the most when I was probably, like, in college. So, like – I see it in myself, so now I definitely see it in, like, the girls that I coach, Um, because I know what it looks like to know you could do something, and then the frustration that you can't do it, and when your body and your mind aren't clicking, like, you see something early, but then your body's not getting there early, and then you're like, oh my god, like, I do this every day, and you're like, this doesn't make sense, now I'm, like, I'm second-guessing myself and stuff like that, um, So when, like, we play and we're in, like, a tough situation, like, I literally look at the girls that aren't being as aggressive. Like, if I'm not seeing bare minimum what I see at practice, I know something's something's wrong, like, mentally. Like, something's not clean. Because, like, they execute it so well at, like, practice. But then 
in the moment when it counts and I know they can do it or else they wouldn't be on on the court it's like uh oh okay so now it's a different game that I'm coaching I'm coaching the mental game and not like actual volleyball which it's okay the girls are young um they're still learning but you could tell when like again they are hesitant to go for the ball or like it's like a oh she go I go like I'm leaning I'm moving but then I'm not fully committing to the ball and then now she's messing with the girl next to her and then they're like wait um I thought we had a plan like stick to the game plan or like offensively speaking when um a girl goes up and she tips the ball instead of hitting the ball and when the sets I think should be kills when the sets I think should be kills and they're not kills and I see something more passive I'm like what's going on like you hit the ball like probably 100 times at practice every practice so why aren't you hitting the ball at this very moment and you know when it comes to you know those situations where um we're not executing to the highest level possible I take the time out I take the time out but I don't really talk about volleyball I talk about we do this every that's like probably my favorite line we do this every day at practice we still receive every day at practice you pass three balls all the time so why are you not doing it now do you think they serve harder than us do you think they serve harder than me do you think they hit harder than me and usually it's a no and I was like okay so I was like okay this is the part where you guys need to put in some extra work right now it's your mind not clean with your body what do you want me to say what can I do in this 30 second timeout so you could go out there and be the person I know you could be and I think like when they hear those things and when you give them a line or a statement where they're like oh my god coach Linda's right or like um let me think back to the time I executed this very successfully practice like now we're doing like visuals like just think back self-reflection like look, look look boom like okay what did I look like how did I feel what am I what did I see out of my platform what did I see out of my swing okay let me go go back into this game and try to do exactly that and I think as me a strategy is for me as a coach is like if I see girls on the other team <laughs> struggling sorry I am this type of coach I will pick on that girl it's usually like oh I'm picking on the outside if she's struggling and like serve receive mm-hmm. but see I'm that type of coach and I know that but I would never I don't want my outsides to look like that so that's why I'm like you don't want to be the one that I pick on right so you better fix like either fix your face give me some fake confidence or literally lock in like how you should lock in to really execute the drill or the skill successfully so they don't serve at you. Like, let's let make them serve at someone else, which is probably equally good at serve receive or whatever is happening on the court and stuff like that. But in volleyball, I think it's just so easy to tell, like maybe a little bit more than basketball because I feel like shooting is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have the ball, you go. But then in volleyball, it's like air, then we got to go shy of the ball. Then we got to go into like the quick high five huddle. Then we go back to service seat. So there's a lot of like looking and dwelling and like analyzing that happens between every single play, every ball. But I think if players are more like aware of like their body language, how they look, how they feel, um, and maybe like there needs to be like a cue word or something needs to like snap them out of it, then that's something that, those athletes if you know you're an athlete that lacks self-confidence like during uh, diverse situations maybe you should try out like that I need a word that gets me out of it I need a reminder from a teammate I need extra encouragement from a teammate so now now we're into the game time like what what do you do or like do you have like your athletes 
um that isn't the athlete that's struggling maybe like the other teammates do you have them do anything or what methods have you tried to like um get them like out of it basically mm-hmm. i'd say like when so in basketball when when teams are shooting free throws it's that's kind of like a a dead time too mm-hmm. sometimes just little things where i'll call certain players to the sideline and and they're still on the court giving them a little pep talk or or like little adjustments that's like my way of being able to talk to them without having to use a timeout uh sometimes you know whoever's the captain on the floor and stuff i'll tell that we have like a a signal and then like i think it's just something we've developed where throughout the season if they if they know this look that i have supposedly i have this look where uh they know that they need to check in on someone Uh they'll they'll do that uh type thing Mm. but i think the other part too is and I don't know if this is something that you do, but I know for myself, sometimes I have to let my athletes play through those mistakes. And the easiest thing for them is like, coach, sub me out, take me out. I don't want to like feel this, uh, this like, uh, what is it? Kind of like that lack of confidence, but like I, I keep messing up. Like I don't want, I don't want this feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I don't have anyone else to put in for you. So like, the fact that I'm leaving you in it, I think that says a lot that I trust you enough to figure it out and play through it. But how, how have you, I don't know if you've ever experienced that either, or like if you've had girls that were just like, coach, take me out. Like, I don't want to be in or, Mm. you know, I haven't, I don't think I've had a girl say like sub me out. I've only taken girls out if they were like bleeding. Oh yeah, yeah. I knows me. I gotta go. I said, okay. Um, let me do this. Um, but yeah, I feel like basketball. I don't know. Do you guys have like a certain amount of subs? No, but the thing is, sometimes it's like when you get fouls and all that. Oh, you like, have to go out. You, like you, it, it would, it's advised you go out before you get fouled out. Like, yeah, you know, get so many fouls. But in, you know, close games, maybe this is, like, your star player. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, two minutes left and we're only winning by so many points. Like, mm-hmm. those were, like, the coaching decisions where I have to figure out, okay, do I take the player out or do I leave them in? You know, yeah. like, stuff like that. Take Steph Curry out, you leave him in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Yeah, I don't really remember. A t- Actually, I'm going to say there probably was a time, but I think it's, like, such a small moment where I was, like, she's tripping and i just like looked away i was like no because like i mean also in volleyball you only get like 12 subs and like the way like i've been running my team is like i run assets all the time so like i think the athletes that play for me they know like coach linda will not sub me out but i'll sub someone out if it's my coaching decision not like they're begging me to like please i don't want to play volleyball but i i do explain like those like scenarios to my girls where like you know, there are times where you are messing up a lot, but how I'm not doing you any favors by bailing you out. Mm-hmm. And, like, it'll be, like, very certain situations where it's, like, okay, are we are we in a situation where we're getting a bid? Yes or no? If we're not, okay, then you're going to have to go through it. Like, how are you supposed to grow as a player if you always expect to be bailed out when you are um, being the most human, which is, like, we caught, like a lot of errors. And... It's like, in reality, there aren't errorless players. Even the best players have errors. And 
the only way to kind of grow from those situations is to be in those situations because we all know it's really hard to replicate a lot of game stuff at practice like we can replicate like scenarios but it's really hard to replicate like the feeling you get from like losing or like being down or like having to like catch up and that's something I I've told my teams in the past it's like look we are gonna play a lot of volleyball this club season we're gonna lose a lot of games and um these are the reps these are the feelings you I can't replicate at practice like I'm gonna try my best but how are you guys going to be become how are you guys going to become great players if you guys don't learn how to get yourselves out of it and a big thing that um gets athletes out of it is that that self-assurance and that self-confidence that yes i can do it and like it's not even anything that's crazy like i'm not having my oppo play libero like okay yeah you're not confident in that yeah probably because we don't practice it but (laughs) everything in practice is like you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you ever digressed like when we're talking about a game, like, do you think you got worse at this? You never had a, had a player that said, yes, I think I got worse. Never happened to me. So I was like, okay, so you've only gotten better. Why? Because one, you identified that you weren't good at it. Two, you thought about it like, I want to be good at this. And three, all right, I'm going to work, work my butt off to get to that, uh, to get to that position where I'm successful so I don't have to feel like this anymore. And I think, like, when I was a player, that's literally, like, that's literally what drove me to be, like, a good player or a great player is, like, I hated feeling, like, unconfident. I hated feeling small, even though I physically was small. I, I always play big. I play big no matter where I go. And it's because I hated feeling, like, discouraged. I hated feeling like I couldn't do anything or, like, do everything. So that's why, like, when I'm a player or when I was a player, I, like, drove myself to be able to do every single thing. So whatever I did, I would have a little like little peace of mind that oh that little reassurance that I can. And I think players nowadays they just need that little reminder that like, hey, just think about it. Hey, just think about it. And I like how you have your players they have like a signal, right? But like I think for me, like I've just tried to like instill that into practice. So like when we go to games, I'm not talking about that stuff, even though I'm hundred percent gonna talk about it in the timeout. But I think the biggest challenge I had was probably at this last Nationals where, like, I saw more lack of self-confidence in a range of my players more than I have the entire season. So that was, like, a challenge for me. And I think that was the first time where I had to actually sit down with a few players and talk about, like, this is your body language. Like, we are having not a good time. And this is what I'm seeing. And this is not – this is not just what I see. This is what your teammates are seeing. This is what – your parents are seeing and this is what's and this is how it's contributing to the team not really blaming never blaming but more like hey do you know you're doing this and do you know that it's doing this to the rest of us and then after I had that talk came back day three started winning games and I said this is what I expect like nothing's going to change about the last whatever games that we've we've lost but you need to fix your face you need to fix your 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 body language like after you make a mistake, I need some more, like, I need some more double high fives. I need some more, hey, you got it. I need, I need some more, like, damn, all right, go back to the next play. I need more of that because even though you're still making errors, it's like you're, you had that swag. You had that confidence that, okay, well, that happened. I'm going to go back and I'm going to make it better the next time. And that's how I know in volleyball that players are confident. Because I know, like, you know when players are hot in basketball, they just – Shout, shout, shout. Everything's going in. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Mm-hmm. And, like, 
in volleyball, it's like, yeah, the same thing with hitting. She's hot. Go, go, go. She's confident. And then now that she's confident, everyone else is being confident. So it spreads really, really well. And I don't know, like, you know, if you have a really good shooter on your team and they keep on making the shot, does it, like, does does that usually, like, spread to the team Oh, too? definitely. Like, okay. you know, the craziest thing is when we, we have a player that's getting hot and then um, this past Logan season – say like someone hit a three, mm-hmm. the, the whole bench, like right when they shoot the ball, they all just stand up, throw a like a three signal up. Mm-hmm. And if they make it, the whole bench, they just say, boom. Oh, and nice. Then, and then it just gets everyone kind of fired up, right? And that, that energy is like um, uh, infectious. And it's yeah. kind of like, you know, in volleyball too, like, when when your freshman gets that kill in a game and they do that she's a freshman you know that yeah. that cheer mm-hmm. everyone gets so hyped up about that and yeah. i think that's just you know a confidence booster for that player mm-hmm. and i don't know like there's just something about that body language when it's you know it's crazy how even like you said the negative body language can affect the team but also like the positive is like such a uh, a game changer like why not um, emphasize that and I think that's why like with our our Logan teams um, we were like hey the bench is quiet like mm-hmm. how, how do you expect the the energy on the court to be up if if we're not there to to support them you know and mm-hmm. and, and give them uh, that boost of energy so I mean at least um, for basketball and volleyball it's 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 a huge part at least that's what I believe in as a coach and trying to instill that and then you know just I've seen like teams where maybe they're not as like uh, hyped up and stuff, and then I don't know. It makes it boring. Mm-hmm. And then you know, um, I do remember we were at a Dave Moe's tournament in SoCal with the Logan team, and we played Long Beach Poly. Uh huh. And I heard that's a really good school. They're they were really good, right? But it wasn't just their their team that was like hyped up. It was the parents, like they sure. getting, getting into the cheers, and I and I'm pretty sure, like I've seen some of your games where with your uh, f- your t- your 15s team, like the energy I get from like your your parents and stuff like that, mm-hmm. especially when when your team's playing really really good, it's, it's like wow, like I really love this like feeling, like I want to yeah. be like involved, you know, like mm-hmm. so it, I think you know for parents out there like. Maybe your kids might think it's embarrassing that, like, you're getting all hyped up. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure deep down they know, like, whoa, like, this is, like, cool that we have that support. Yeah. I think, like, you know, when your team's doing well and then, like, everyone's in on it, it's it just feels like we're all moving in, like, one unit. It's, like, people on the court, they're on it. People on the bench, they're on it. They think they physically feel like they're in the game you know they're not in the game and then like the parents like they're obviously there to support and i i feel like parents they like they when they see their daughters they think like oh that's me like (laughs) yeah like she should be doing that out there like we should be scoring we should be doing like um abc to get like you know like the top spot or whatever and stuff like that but you know i think there isn't like i don't feel like there's a lot of a like talk about like self-confidence it's only talked about when it's lacking Mm -hmm. and because like I even like for me I'm never like oh yeah this girl is just like really confident like she's just confident where she goes like how she walks how she warms up like I I notice it like in my head as a coach 
but I don't really speak on it. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's like, oh, gotta keep the kids humble type mm-hmm. of thing. But I think like even when you're not playing volleyball, like how you warm up, how you pepper, like when let's say you're doing hitting lines and you hit into the net and you're just like, oh, you know, oops, like and then you're back into it. I think that's already like a like a sign, especially to the other team. They're like, damn. She just hit that into the net, like, pretty bad. And then she's going to come back and smash the next one. I'm going to expect her to do that in a game, right? So I think having, like, a, like a good control on your self-confidence and being, like, a like an uprising athlete, that is just, like, so much more of a threat. Let's say that you're, like, you're – I'm not going to say mid because I guess that's kind of messed up nowadays. <laughs> Let's say, like, you're a good athlete. Like, you're not at your peak, but, you know, you're on the rise. Like, you're like, I'm getting to my peak. I'm getting to my peak. And, you know, maybe you are lacking in some of the physical volleyball stuff, but you're, the main thing holding you back is, like, your mentality. I like to think about it, like, if you know you're going to raise your, your, your play from, like, 5 to 10 if you just fix your confidence and how you think about things, how you go about things, like, how you carry yourself in um, um, difficult situations – you're going to be that much more of an intimidating player. Like, even though, like, I'm small, I'm libero, I, like, have a, I have a lot of confidence when I play because, like, everyone knows how many hours I've put into this sport. <laughs> There's no reason why I, sh- I can't do everything. And I think, like, when you have that, for example, a libero that's just very relentless, she's not going to let anything go down, she's not going to make it easy for your hitters, it's like you're now you're making the other side's job a lot harder because – even if I don't get one ball, I'm gonna still go for like the the next like 50 balls that you give out that you give to me, and I think all athletes should kind of like shift their mind in that way if they aren't if they haven't already tried to to like get to that level where they're they're a ace like a what's it called a star player up up in the mind but also on the court because I don't think you can really be a star player without a a plus mind mm-hmm. or 100 percent mind you know but um. So what tips would you give to athletes now, younger, maybe like, I don't know, I guess like 12 to like 16, like what advice would you give them if they're having issues with like their self-confidence? I think a huge part, like you said, is the Mm self-reflection part, but what, it's funny because I had another athlete that came in and talked to me the other day and was like, Coach Stace, like, I don't know what it is right now that, like, I just feel like I'm playing really bad. And, you know, part of it, I was like, well, let's let's l- reflect and figure out what is it that's causing it or causing you to feel and think that way. Mm-hmm. Because I think when athletes have that better understanding of where this uh, feeling is coming from, now they're able to analyze, okay, this is why. And it, it might be a thing where, oh, I feel this way because I had a bad practice. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, so what was, was it, what was, oh, sorry, what part of that practice made it bad? Or like, what were you doing bad that made you think? And then when they're able to self-reflect and figure it out, like then it's like you get out of that like negative mindset and then let's, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always about, I always tell my athletes like, okay, you've made like this, this and this mistake or whatever. You can't dwell on it like it's it's all about how you respond to it and then maybe when when um my biggest pet peeve is when athletes make the same mistake over and over again yes and you give them the 
adjustment. And then it's like, look, I gave you the adjustment and I'm trying to give it to you in a different way for you to understand. But if you're lacking the effort and trying to make the adjustment, that's a you thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, I also feel like just uh, when athletes, when my athletes at least f- feel like uh, they can't do something, I try to remind them of a time where, hey, remember when you did it like this and mm-hmm. how it worked out, you know, just for them to be able to visualize, like you said, like, mm-hmm. okay, now that that picture's in my head, like, oh, okay, I, I, I do know how to do it, you know, like, I can do it, and a lot of it is just being able to change your your mindset when, when you get these little setbacks. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to tell, you know, um, people that all these little setbacks are for a major comeback mm-hmm. and all that. And then when they start like realizing that they're like, okay, like this isn't the end of the world. Like, you know, I can, I can grow from this. I think that's the biggest thing. Like how do you grow as an athlete uh, to be more self-confident in those situations? Now you realize like maybe you might see someone that's uh, going through what you've gone through. Now, mm-hmm. how do you pass that on? Especially when it comes down to like mentoring, like, younger athletes maybe like you're the varsity starter how are you gonna uh mentor like the 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 starters on jv in a sense maybe when they go through similar things that that you've gone through and i think that's a very like a valuable thing to pass on yeah um you know sometimes i wish like because now i was like i'm just thinking about like the basketball i watched like I feel like in basketball, you don't really have that too much time to think about the shot that you missed. You don't. Yeah. Like, because it's either you got to go back on defense or, like, it's so hard to, like, oh, man, I missed that shot. And, you know, the only time I would probably say where, like, you dwell on it is if it's the difference between between being, like, a game winner, game winning shot. Yeah. You know, like. That's tough. So it's, it's it, and the, after that, it's, like it happens so quickly and it's it's just like okay dang you know this or that but yeah I think like maybe like I'm trying to like kind of relate the two sports or the two situations I think like when you miss your shot it's almost equivalent to like when you pass an off ball like when you're in service even you kind of like shank it a little bit but Mm -hmm. then it's like oh she's running to save it so it's like oh shoot next thing but then like yeah in volleyball I just feel like there's just too much time in between to think and to dwell and but how about we not use that time to like think and dwell how about we just use that time the nice like five to ten seconds we have to just think about moving on (laughs) like how about that but um i think like all those things are really good like self-reflection because i think people really only i guess the only time to really do it to self-reflect is like when you're not playing volleyball anymore like after the game is over but i feel like more athletes reflect on their errors like not really about how to prevent it how to make it better but like damn I tipped the ball when I should hit the ball for the game point I served it out like stuff like that and I feel like there needs to be more reflection and realization about okay next time this happens to me this is what I'm gonna do so that's like the process of like moving on because I think the more you focus on the negatives the more that it's gonna hurt your your self-confidence because now you're just filling yourself with like negativity and again now you're like beating back like 
oh, remember all the times that I did do it? Like, that's just, like, further back, like, in the back of your head. Because that's really what you should be thinking about. Like, I probably struggled the most when I was in college. Like, I really, really struggled with my servicing because went to SoCal. The girls are bigger. The girls are stronger. The volleyball is way faster than what I've been playing my entire life. And I struggled to a point where I was like, I don't even think I should be playing. Like, I was there too. But then when we finally got into, like, mental training, which I was like, oh, this is boring. Like, I was – sadly, I was one of those athletes because I was like, I don't need this. Like – I've been that athlete that can just think about it and do it. That's just the person. I never needed extra, like, help or support. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, okay, maybe I do need the support. Like, that that was me reflecting. I was like, maybe I should actually open my mind to this because I don't really know what else I I can do other than listen to the professionals. So then, like, we have, like, these meditation periods before games where we, like, close our eyes. I would say some of my teammates fell asleep. But me, I was, like, closing my eyes and visualizing myself passing dime passes i was like we're gonna go to a certain pass and i'm looking i'm like in my mind i'm visualizing like balls coming right to my face balls going to my left balls going to my right balls really short balls really deep and i thought about every situation every body movement exactly how i should do them so when i got there i was like it was already in my mind and i and then once i got to the servant pass uh drill diving balls and then i was like i'm diving balls before the game i'm gonna dive these balls during the game so it's like it's definitely like a process and I think more athletes should be implementing that into their gameplay and like I implemented it in college imagine it well I guess I didn't really need to but (laughs) if you're in that situation where you are struggling now like you should try to implement that now like no one is gonna go into your mind and like drill into your mind like hey this is what I remember you doing take it into your mind think about it it's really a lot about like self self what can I do um my coaches are basically trying to do everything they can like they're motivating me my teammates are motivating me it's like okay what else can I do and I think it just takes a lot of um also like understanding that you shouldn't um thinking about yourself and your errors too much is almost like being selfish too because now you're not really you're not really building yourself up for that moment when you are going to be in that tough situation again it's like if you're not thinking about how to fix it the next time because there is going to be a next time we're all going to be in a hard situation again where we're losing we're down the game is tight it's game point gotta win by two like we're all going to be in those situations again and if you're not preparing for that next moment you're not really helping yourself and you're not really helping your team and you're not really allowing yourself to grow mm-hmm. right but then also i feel like every time you go into a game you should be you should already have in the back of your mind like this could happen this could happen. i'm not gonna go in there and think we're gonna win by like by 10 i usually think that's big and I feel like sometimes when teams are, I wouldn't say that's like an ego. I think they're just like really confident, which is like not a bad thing. But it's like, oh, and then you kind of think you're going to steamroll over a team and they start fighting back and you're like, oh, crap. You weren't really mentally prepared for a team to fight back. And I feel like that's something we both talk about. It's like don't expect them to lay down again in this next set. And then yeah. they lose. And yeah. then we lose. And it's like it's because you guys are now you're too, you're too confident to a point where you think you can just be like, oh, whatever, brush it off. And I think like. I don't know, in basketball, I feel like, well, you guys play in halves or quarters? Quarters. Quarters girls, are like, yeah. let's say you have a good first quarter. And then, what is it, like two quarters and then you have a break? Yeah, half time. Okay, yeah. <laughs> See? Okay, you have a really good first two quarters. And then, you know, you go back to the locker room. You're like, then you have that talk. Don't expect them to not come back. But then, boom. They, they don't expect it somehow. And then the other team, like, comes back with hella confidence. Is like, trying to, like, what's it called? 
when when they go faster than you in basketball, like, like they just outplay you. Yeah. When they start to outplay you. And then now your team's like, oh shit. Now it's like, ooh, okay, where's your confidence now? Now you gotta fight back with yeah. their confidence. So, you know, I was gonna say that kind of re- re- reminds me of a coaching moment where mm-hmm. um, I don't know if, if you had this experience, but I know if I portray as a coach that I'm not confident, oh. my team <laughs> will be whatever I am. Reflect right? it. You know, yeah. reflect it, right? And it was funny because there was this game that we, we had, we were playing American. And um, I think this was my first year as the JV head coach. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, just just because what I've done at Logan, like, and who I've coached with, Coach Harper, like, we were just known, like, to be, like, just really good. And I think after he passed away, a lot of people thought that I wasn't going to be able to, like, handle, like, being the head coach, like, filling those shoes. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was prepared for that moment and, and yeah. all that. But I was down at halftime against American. And I was like, man, it's, it's only halftime. And I, I look at the coach on the other side, and he's he's looking at me like, oh, I got you. And yeah. then I'm like – bro like <laughs> do you know who I am like I know how to make my adjustments uh-huh. and then that halftime talk like I it, it kind of just sparked my team and I just I remember like just telling them I was like yeah we're down but it doesn't mean we're out and like this is how we're gonna change it up and changed it up it was like he didn't know what hit him and like we came out with the dub and then nice. you know that post game talk after like everyone was just so hyped because they also felt like dang like if we're able to be down and then be able to fight and crawl back and come out with a win like that that's a huge like confidence booster you know so I think just those moments where you know just as a coach like I that was something I learned early on even just as an assistant coach like Mm -hmm. just watching Harper like keep his poise and then I'm just like man like he you can't tell if he's like losing confidence when we're, we're losing and stuff like that and just that was something I kind of like picked up but mm-hmm. but yeah um, another time like with my 12s team it, it, that, that team is so fun and mm-hmm. but the funniest thing is you know when we're at practice and we're trying to give them the the game situational stuff and mm-hmm. it got to the point where I was like you guys I'm tired of seeing all these free balls like either do something else to like score and yeah <laughs> They're like, well, I don't want to hit into the net if I try to down ball or this and that. And but you I'm, could get a kill. Yeah. And then I was like, but if you don't do it here at practice and try, how are you going to do it in the game? Yeah. Right. You know, and like throughout the whole season, as they kept on working on things, you just see like their eyes get all excited and big when when they do do things successfully in a game, you know. It could be as little as like making their serve and or getting an ace. Like that was the that was the f- the biggest one. By the end of the season, when when we were at Bayview, you know, the times where I had to like split between my twelves and fourteens, uh, my twelves would come in running like as my fourteens are warming up. They're like, Coach Stacy, like, guess how many aces I got? Aww. You know, and then I was just like, Oh, yeah. okay, like, mm-hmm. and then just it's really cool to see that um, and see that progression because now like they're hungry and like they have that confidence to like okay I want to be better yeah Um, what else can I do you know yeah yeah that's like that's such a big thing like I feel like you know it does really start at practice because like practice there are no points there's no points there's no winning or losing um like in terms of like a game and when you 
when you tr- first you got to try to practice and then you got to figure out how to make it like successful like more consistent but then obviously when you actually see it in like real time like under the bright lights they say on the court when it's game time and you execute it you're like oh my god like it worked like I feel like sometimes like when I first started like um doing like a harder offense with my past team um I think they were like shocked sometimes like at the result I was like what are you guys shocked about like do you think like what I say at practice is just like so you guys can look cool at practice and for no one to see it's like I when when they do something good I guess good it's kind of like expected when they do something successfully that we've been working on at practice I'm like yeah you should be doing that and like I feel like in that kind of response it's like I was confident in you to do that like like four plays ago, mm-hmm. but, but you just decided to do it too late. Like, yeah. why didn't you do that before? And that's that's also like how I kind of keep like a good grasp on my team and like the confidence level that they that they have because like easily I feel like players they could easily be like very not selfish. What's it called like uh, bragging? No, like um, they get easily get an ego because they're like really good. But then it's like this is your expectation. You're expected to be excellent all the time. And when they finally figure out, like, okay, that's the standard, then it's like, okay, my standard is to be excellent. And I like being excellent because now it gives me that self-confidence. And now if I do all those things, it's like now I don't even have to think about it, right? And it's like if I, if I have athletes that are usually, like, confident and then they have, like, a really low um, self-confidence day that's when it's kind of like okay let's let's talk about it because you're usually not like this you don't really feel these emotions or like like for me if I don't I don't remember the last time I felt like not confident with volleyball but like if I were to have a day where I was confident it'd be a little bit weird like I probably have to like do a little bit more self-reflection because that's not who I am anymore and I think when you get past that that I'm scared again like what I'm saying like what I said earlier like when you get past that I'm scared how about we just go and we try it and like if you want to do like cool things and you want like highlights and stuff then you got to learn it at practice and it obviously if you're not good at practice what makes you want to do it in a game when it's game time when it actually matters so I think when they realize that it's like what's really keeping me from writing this freaking slide at practice it's practice like what am I gonna do make fun of you okay well I'm just trying to make you better but then I'm telling you when it comes down to it, when you do it successfully in a game it's gonna feel like way better than you ever messing it up at practice and then they'll remember that moment forever and that's gonna be like that should be a core memory of them being like I did this before I can do it again and it's always about like you know just getting past the fear and the doubt and the hesitation and I think as coaches i think we need to or we should just keep reminding like our athletes that struggle with it a little bit more about like hey you're here again you're here let's say they're doing a little bit better next practice they're back down hey you're here again okay like how do you expect to be at your highest level if you're stopping yourself like most of the time and like let's say you're 13 there's so much volleyball to learn but you're the one that's keeping it from yourself and i think i feel like more athletes maybe nowadays struggle a little bit more with that like I haven't seen too many athletes that are like overly confident where we're like hey pull you aside you need to tone it down I don't have I've never seen that but also what you said about like your team reflects you and your emotions like I think about that like all the time it's like 
when we're losing, I need to be composed because that's exactly what I would want them to do. And that's exactly what I preach. It's like, I would never tell you to do something that I can't do. And if I'm being like overly emotional negatively, I already know they're, they're going to probably fall apart. But if I'm hyped up with them, like I'm right next to them, because I used to tell them all the time, like, I feel like I'm playing with you guys. Like I'm like hyped up into the game. And I think when they feel that connection, it's like, my coach is right there. Like, she's confident. She's confident in me. She's confident in us. She's confident we're going to win. Now, it's just up to us to go out and go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know all coaches aren't, really, like, like that. Like, some coaches are a little bit more, like, relaxed or, like, they're more chill. But I think they never hold their teams back from being, like, excited about stuff. But as, as long as they get that opportunity to be successful and to, like, what's it called? Like, um, benefit like the fruits of the labor of their labor yeah. like what they've been doing at practice like they get to get to enjoy the success like i think that's just how that those teams with more chill coaches feel that confidence and that's how they like gain that confidence yeah yeah but um you know before we wrap this up you know with those athletes or like parents who notice that they're athletes do struggle with this like because i have some parents where like oh you know like they'll like whisper they'll be like my daughter is like she gets a little discouraged and i was like it's okay like this is volleyball like i mean this is like with any sport so it's like what should i do like what can i do as a parent and like i feel like that's also something that isn't really talked about like what can parents do like because yeah we coach them but we don't see them on the car ride home so what advice would you give to parents to help their athletes with their emotions like what do you think like if you were to ask your parent like hey um i'm noticing that she's um struggling a little bit um with her confidence like um i think like if you like talk to her about this or like maybe doing some more exercises or giving her these reminders like what would you ask from your parents i think the biggest thing is for parents to to establish boundaries too in a mm-hmm. sense where like okay I need to know my my child and in a sense where if they had a bad game mm-hmm. you know when is the right time to talk to them because you also want to make sure that you still have a good relationship with yeah. with your with your child and mm-hmm. I think with uh with parents being able to establish that sooner um maybe it'll provide those like attitude bites you know like don't, mm-hmm. don't talk to me after the game or like you know a tough loss type thing and then um maybe there would be a better way of just talking things out too like if you're able to have a better read with it but my biggest thing with parents is the communication like yeah. you also want to be able to to share with them that like hey like i notice this and that like when you are playing like why were you feeling that way and you know maybe also keep it in a sense where you're you're reiterating that you know there's no wrong answers to the way you're feeling because those are your kids feelings like let them own it let them learn how to uh, work through them especially in tough losses you know Mm -hmm. Um, and then um, be as supportive as you can and I think the biggest thing is also like letting them know that even through the mistakes, like you still love them, you know, because um, and show it in however way like you can, you know, that was I think for me, uh, because when uh, I'm an older sibling mm-hmm. and um, my parents didn't really come to my games, 
compared mm-hmm. to them coming to my sister's game. So I was always like, man, I wish my parents were here to see this or that. So I didn't really have that that good relationship with them. So when I when I talk about that with some of my parents, they're like, oh, really? Like you, it doesn't seem like that. And I was like, yeah, like I think it's uh, because I know that feeling of, um, you know, not having that support. So when I do see that parents are there like I, I would be encouraging and telling them like yeah be as supportive as you can with your with your child because your child's only going to play sports for you know this amount of time or whatever if they even if it's only through high school you know mm-hmm. not everyone goes after so like you want to be able to take in those moments and and create these like lifetime memories that yeah you know um so that's like my biggest thing um and I think the other thing too is it has to be on the on the child side too. Like, if you see that your parents are making an effort, like, mm-hmm. don't shut them out. Yeah, you know, like sometimes, like um, when I hear my athletes, like, my mom is so annoying that she, like, c- complain about this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, yes, I know it could be annoying, but maybe I think it's coming from a good place. Yeah. So you know, like, just having the mutual understanding, and then like work through it you know like I think it it goes both ways but it definitely could be a good experience for for everyone and then if it gets to the point where maybe as a parent you can't get through your your kid I think that's where you could reach out to a coach and then yeah like I've tried this and that like what other ways you know then I think that could be a, a, a way where now you're working with the the parent and the coaches to mm-hmm. to benefit the athlete could that because that's the biggest um thing for me how yeah about, how about you um you know like similar to you Stacey actually my parents didn't really go to my games either and like Matt can what is it when he can attest what does that mean like when you he could like back it up yeah yeah okay yeah and he can attest to this and we had like a really good um we had a really good season like you know like sometimes it's kind of hard to watch some games because they're like really bad it's like not like that for me but like you know again like when you don't like have that support like you kind of just gotta work with what you got and I think because like I did have siblings and like cousins and stuff that have played in like Logan volleyball so it's like I wasn't just going in there blinded with like no guidance I did have guidance um it because I came in and I was like I was confident but I was like humble and even though I could have easily had an ego because I was like one of the only two freshmen on varsity. Like mm-hmm. I could have just had an ego the rest of my career, but I didn't. Um, uh, I think the the people that you have around you that do guide you, your coaches, your siblings, your older teammates that are like willing, they're they should be the ones that should be like you know keeping your confidence in check and like trying to be your support. They know that you're down. Like they should be like an outlet for you, and. I think sometimes athletes do feel like kind of alone too. And and for those who are lucky and I always tell all my teams like you guys really need to thank your freaking parents because they will stay here through the good, they will stay here through the very bad, but they will always be here. They will always be here to support you, take you here, take you home. And I I have gone in like, you know, um or have have conversations where athletes are like, "Oh, my mom, this, my dad, that." And what if one of my parents were to ask me, they haven't, because I think all my parents are usually like on the better side where they, they kind of know like boundaries of, or they've conditioned their kid to like 
listen to me like i'm gonna rip you right now which is okay like that's your kid i'm not gonna i'm not gonna judge you like you raise them you're gonna keep raising them even after me so what i would say to parents who are like let's say your athlete's playing club for the first time and this is the first time they're like she's not confident in what she's doing she used to be your super good like i don't know ballet dancer like she's a great one and she was confident in it now she's doing volleyball and i don't know what to do um i would advise them like what you said yeah like learn the boundaries when is it appropriate to talk to them but i also think like we need to or it's great if parents could try to relate to those emotions like yeah maybe maybe the parent did not play sports before but like i feel like if you're a working parent I think we've all been in a situation that could actually be related to, like, sports and, like, our emotions because I feel like a lot of work um, has to do with, like, working with others or, like, when you're frustrated, when you can't do something, right? And being able to relate to your kid in that way and kind of reminding them, like, this is what you're supposed to go through. Like, if you don't feel these emotions, like, you're privileged, basically. If you don't ever feel bad, if you don't ever like feel negative about your human self and doing human things then you're you're gonna miss that for the rest of your life you know Mm -hmm. and I think letting them know like this isn't gonna be the first time this is not gonna be there's gonna be so many other times and knowing that this situation that you're going through like communicating that and saying like this should be a core memory like you're gonna be in this situation for many many years to come but it doesn't always have to feel this bad right like if you want it to feel um less impactful then you have to try to put everything you can into um working harder and being better at your craft so you don't have these doubts about yourself and you don't have these like hesitations about your abilities and stuff like that but also the more you are in those situations and the more you learn from it I feel like it's easier for you to bounce back and I feel like yeah it is kind of a lot to ask when you're like 13 or 14 when your body's still growing like you haven't really gone through much of a hard life Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but having parents like putting that out there because I know some parents are like you should have done this you should have done that like you need to do more like it is your fault it's like that is actually traumatic so like don't ever I would say go steer away from that. Just try to steer away from that. Be more understanding. Um, let them feel um, comfortable communicating those tough situations because if you have another kid, you might go through this again. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So you need to hear from at least one of your kids. But if you only have one kid, like you just gotta understand like their feelings and then tell them like it's okay, it's okay. But again you don't like this feeling i don't like seeing you like this how do we make it better how do we make the future um encounters not as hurtful or negative for you and then we also reiterating that it is on the athlete like i'm your parent but i'm not gonna fix it for you like i'm not i'm not a magician just like coaches are not magicians um you you really have to figure out how to do it i'm gonna help guide you obviously because you're a parent but at the end of the day, it's your mind, it's your thinking, and that I'm going to support you through your emotions, through your difficulties, but also, like, reminding them that you have to figure it out, like, without them feeling completely isolated and alone, 
I mean, I'm speaking, I'm not even a parent, but if I were that type of athlete and my parents were those type of parents, um, I would probably would like that reminder, reassurance, and like knowing that, okay, me and you, we, we resonate on the same level. Okay, okay, then you could tell me about it. Because I know some parents, like, my parents don't even play volleyball. Like, they don't even know what's going on. And I said, okay, yeah, volleyball is volleyball, but, like, emotions are emotions. And I feel like your parents have lived a lo- enough life to feel all the emotions in the world, mm-hmm. right? So that's my advice to parents. Or, like, if you're an athlete and you're not comfortable talking to your parents, like, if you feel really uncomfortable, like, I think you should approach your coach, a trusted adult, and say, like, I what should I do? I don't really feel comfortable. Like I've tried before and this and that. And I always just encourage like, you know, if you are portraying how passionate you are about this to me, the same way you do to your parents, I don't think there's, there's no way they're going to shut the door on you. Mm -hmm. Right. Like maybe it'll be a tough situation for them too, but life is all about growth. And like, I think parents can grow in that aspect and athletes can grow in that aspect when they take charge of like, hey you're supposed to i need you i need you and i need you to help me my self-confidence so i can be good so we don't have to go through this over and over every game every practice and stuff like that so i think that's the biggest thing for me with parents is like you gotta know your role and this is what you should try to do if you're basically a little bit lost but yeah i feel like we said a lot of things we said a lot of things that are like really good things like self-reflection self-confidence visualization and not even like like for both sports basketball volleyball and then even like bringing in coaching and bringing in parents and i think if you are any of these roles which i feel like the only people that listen are in these roles um you would definitely you know i hope you learned like a thing or two from this podcast uh stacy do you have anything like left to say or want to touch up reiterate about this topic you know i think just parents play a huge role yeah and in, in the self-confidence especially from the be- the beginning like in an athlete's journey and their child's journey so yeah. you know whether it's kids that are starting off like learning things you know I think that support you know is huge because you want to keep encouraging them especially if you could see that they're starting to fall in love with with the sport whether it's basketball volleyball any other mm-hmm. sports if they have like that interest in like wanting to uh, rise to the challenge you know I'd say keep fostering that and then yeah. you know when it when they get older you know if they want to continue like you know just keep on going and see how far you can go in this ride and and all that and then for our athletes that are listening to this like if there's things that you can start applying to have more self-confidence um, maybe help others get better at their self-confidence too like that i think that's a huge thing Mm -hmm. on its own so um i really enjoyed this topic and like just being able to see this in a bigger perspective you know yeah i think maybe one thing we forgot to mention is how like self-confidence will play a role in like life after sports oh yeah because like volleyball basketball i mean if you're lucky you'll keep playing it until your body gives out (laughs) but you know being a retired athlete stacy you're a retired athlete i think i'm very i'm a very confident adult today because of my experiences with volleyball and everything i've been through through all the adversity and stuff and like i already know because the sport is shaped me so much like this is i feel like 
now in my life, I feel like I've fully formed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're 18, like, you're different when you're 25. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting to that stage in my life where I'm, like, fully formed. Stacey, I'm sure you feel fully formed. Like, this is who you are. This is this is where basketball and everything you learned and all the confidence you've gained throughout the sport has led you to be, like, in this life. And, you know, the quicker you learn it, the quicker is gonna is going to be good for you because I don't feel... I feel like I could almost take over the world like most of the time because of volleyball. (laughs) And that's why this topic to me is like so important because now that I don't play volleyball, it's like, how is this playing into my regular life? And it's, I, I'm like very self happy. So, I mean, I hopefully like our athletes, you guys can get a good uh, grasp. I mean, all of our listeners can get a good grasp about like being aware about your self confidence, building it up. So you know, once once it's time to hang up the jersey, take off the knee pads, you know, it's it's like okay, now I feel comfortable going into like the real world, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. That's uh, a very good point. Yeah. So I'm gonna attempt at this outro because we actually didn't write it down. But I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and is there another thing, Stacey? No, not yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah so you guys can catch um, all our episodes on there. We have, how many episodes are we on now? Like 20? 25 now? Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Listen to any of our past episodes on those platforms. But thank you for letting me host this episode. It was fun and i actually was lacking confidence in doing this (laughs) how ironic yeah how ironic but then all along i knew you got this Uh, oh thanks stacy but yeah uh we look forward to the next episode if there's anything else you guys want us to like chat about you guys can send us a dm on instagram you guys should follow our tiktok we got youtube videos up um and if you are um potential club member you're getting ready for tryouts we'll see you there but looking forward to the next episode yep thank you thank you